Welcome back, everyone, to the Canic Chase Leisure Center and Rugeley Leisure Center's podcast. My name is Guy, and I'm your host today. Now, we begin this episode by talking about autophagy and the importance of a good night's sleep. Then, why eating late is not good for you, especially if you have inflammation or you're overweight. And this is the episode where we answer some of your questions. We start off with creatine, then we move over to exercise and the menopause, losing weight at a certain age, the best way in our gyms to get bigger, rounder glutes, and how to get back on track with your weight loss journey. She is the Minnie Mouse to my Mickey. (laughs) And she's laughing, and that's all I can think of right now, because she's now a married woman. Yes, Natalie, do I call you Natalie Cadwallader, or Natalie Cadwallader-Baker, or Mrs. Natalie Cadwallader-Baker? Oh, so many options. Let's just go with Mrs. Baker. Mrs. Baker, (laughs) cake maker. Any relation to Kipling? Yes, since you last uh, heard us, viewers, listeners, Natalie has got married. How was the wedding? Very good. Thoroughly enjoyable. Glad it's done because we had to postpone it three times. So all done and dusted. We boogied, we shimmied. Boogie and you shimmied and you... Did you have any alcohol? A little bit to celebrate, just for the toasts. Just for the toasts. And how was the honeymoon? Nice. Went to Cornwall. Haven't been there since I was five. So what was that, 20 years ago? <laughs> yeah. 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 Everyone's adding that up now and going, no way, Jose. Yeah. So, all done. So, everyone's married, aren't they now in this place? No, Lisa. You're next. Me next. I don't think so. No. I wouldn't be more, I wouldn't be that efficient if I was married. Efficiency levels go down by approximately 42.7%. What are you saying then? Well, wait and see. <laughs> okay. Today, we're going to be answering your questions, members' questions. Yay! But before we do that, I'm going to ask you the word autophagy. Have you heard of that, heard that word? Yeah, isn't that where you make things out of paper? No, that's origami. <laughs> autophagy. The brain knows how to clean itself. Is it? Yeah. It's called sleep. Oh. A lovely doctor called Dr. Daniel Armen, who I'm really, really into at the moment. He's absolutely amazing. He's one of the leading people in his field about brain health. Anyway, he said the brain literally cleans itself. It washes itself every day. Autophagy is a cleaning crew. Think of it as a cleaning crew. They show up every single night and it's part of your glymphatic system in your brain and it turns on when you go to sleep. Wow. And it goes to work. So you sleep, all of it cleans your brain out and when you wake up, it turns off. So it's like a filtration system. It's a cleaning system. This is how important sleep is for us. Literally, it cleans up the synapses in your brain. And if you're not sleeping, which is why I want to bring this up, a lot of people talk to us about not being able to sleep. When you're not sleeping, trash basically builds up in your brain, making it more likely for you to be depressed, brain fog, and overweight. Wow. So it's another reason to become really disciplined about your sleep. I mean, I'd love to do a whole show on just sleep. Cause I'd like to just do a whole shift where I just sleep. Yeah. That'd be nice. And then I could get a really deep clean on the old really deep. Skin. Yeah, think of it like that. Think <laughs> of it like, I mean, all the way through my previous career, we learned about sleep, but I never knew that the brain has its own cleaning system. That is pretty interesting. Called autophagy. I didn't know that. And it's part of the lymphatic system, and it literally cleans out at night. But you have to have good sleep for it to do that. 
Okay. But it makes sense for all the people I know who don't sleep and all the depression and the brain fog and even the bad choices in food and leading to weight yeah. gain, etc. Yeah, which so is the, my week all over this week. Yeah, I'd love to talk about Dr. Daniel Amen a lot. Well, listeners, that was a second telephone call we've had for Natalie Cadwallader-Baker during the podcast. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to the management about this. Um, that's me. But, yeah, yeah, that's you. So, yeah, I'll talk to you about it. Anyway, um, if I said to you the name Dr. William Bulsowitz, very, very important man in the world of gastroenterology. Why is eating so bad for you late at night? Don't know. I'm more concerned about why sleeping is, which you were talking about earlier. <laughs> I've edited that bit out happily. Dr. William, Dr. William Bulsowitz is a renowned gastroenterologist, and basically what he's saying is, when we finish eating, mm. we may go to bed and rest, but our body doesn't. Our little gut microbes, little you know all those little microbes in your tummy, it's very important, very, very in at the moment. They all the little microbes put their little hard hats on and they go to work when we're asleep. Okay. They're all going to work with their little hard hats. So you imagine you at at 10 p.m. It's around 2 a.m. that you elevate your triglyceride levels. And there's a lot of inflammation that occurs around that time as well. So what are triglyceride levels? They're a type of fat that's found in your blood. And when you eat, your body converts calories. It doesn't need into triglycerides, little fat cells, if you like, little fat things. This inflammation that occurs when the triglycerides are formed goes on right until you wake the next morning. But then what do we do as soon as we get up? Eat. We eat. So our little microbes, and everything, it doesn't get a rest. No rest at all. More stress, more fat, not good at all. What we, so what they're saying basically is we should literally have a time period where we don't eat fasting. You shouldn't Hang be eating on. after 10. They're recommended on average about 15 hours for a what? nice fat. 15 hours. So imagine what time. So about 7 o'clock in the evening till the next morning. Oh, that okay. Would, that okay. would do it. Well, in... Eating late, you bet you basically your body does not get any time to rest. And there's a lot of inflammation occurring in digestion oh. and we try glycerides forming. So we shouldn't be eating after a certain time. That's one of the biggest reasons why it's so bad for you. Isn't that funny, though? Because when, like, years ago, talking about uh, grazing and the caveman diet and all stuff like that, and how lions, they eat, they sleep. Yep. So isn't it funny how years ago that was seen as something that was what you did? You ate your food and you slept so it could digest everything. But obviously, that's not the case. So my nan and granddad, we always used to eat dinner and then we'd go for a walk. Go for a long walk. I think it's about giving the your gut that time when it's got no work to do. Yeah. It's giving that time off so we can all settle down. Yeah, so the whole we don't. Settled. We're stressing the body constantly. Yeah. We constantly eat, 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 eat. Mm. And that's causing huge problems. But just a really interesting one of the reasons why eating so late mm. is bad for you. Anyway, on with the questions. Today we've got some questions from our lovely members. The first one is by Robert Smith, or by Robert Smith. Thank you, Robert. Uh, he's at Rugeley Leisure Centre. And he says, hi, guys. What are your opinions and experience of using creatine for muscle growth and better workouts? Mm, what do you think, Guy? Well, I know a little bit about creatine because I know a lot of people who've been on it or are mm. on it at the moment. Mm. And I know it's one of the most researched pieces of you know like well, supplements supplement that's been around for a very long time, yeah and it's probably the most safest I and mean, the most recorded scientifically yeah. least side effects and basically for those of you who don't know what it is it's uh created as a compound found naturally in animal products so you get it in meat and fish and eggs it's known for supplying the muscles with explosive energy which is why it's really beneficial and used a lot in muscle building 
most studies, uh, they're called ergonomic studies. That's why they intend to enhance athletes and things like that. They, um, that's where most of the research is done. There's hundreds of study, and it's basically one of the safest with the least amount of side effects of most supplements. Yeah, it's basically known as a supplement that delivers, Natalie. It delivers what it says. Uh, but you must have a good workout with it. You must have a good workout, a good diet, and a good lifestyle. It's no use yeah. being lazy and taking it. That's not going to work yeah. at all if you want to get the best results from it. There are some pros and cons to taking creatine. Okay, what is it? So the pros would be it definitely builds muscle and strength. It definitely burns fat because you are pushing yourself more, so that's going to have the fat-burning effect. It boosts your cognition, Really? Which is what I didn't particularly know about. Mm. Yes, boost cognition. The cons are you will get weight gain between, I think it's one and four pounds because the water. That's what I was going to say. Is it fluid? Yeah, it's fluid. So that fluid, the muscles obviously absorb the fluid. So you do get that more pumped. roundy, pumped yeah. look about you. Um, but the biggest thing I hear from people is that the biggest negative is you will get stomach upsets. When I say that, it's been grumbling. You will be very windy. I've heard that, oh. and I've heard that some people can't take the normal dose because their tummy will grumble and they'll keep running to the toilet. So if that happens to you, okay. then they say just just reduce the dose um, right, over two days. <laughs> just reduce the dose down as much as you can. Bye-bye. We're just waving to our um, fellow Bye. team member, Hayley. Bye-bye. Well, we're still, we're still we're here. Um, and also, um, they say do, do, don't do it for more than six months because it really affects yeah, your liver. Yeah, it's cycle it, I think, isn't it right? Yeah, yeah. so it's about six, uh, six months and then drop off, give your liver a rest and then basically start again. So, yeah, it's one of the safest ones. So would you say, Robert, to do it? Yeah, I'd say definitely look into it, but definitely Research. alter the dose. Yeah. Because I think it's two to five grams daily. Some recommendations say loading phase, which basically double that up to 20 grams for seven days. I'm not a big fan of that. Because I'd rather go sensible, mm. and it, that, that takes about a month. Then, if you're doing two to five grams a day for a month, you'll have enough creatine in your muscles for it to start working and do what it's supposed to do. Are you taking any at the moment? I've just started, so I'm on my I'm on my third week. So, well, won't, my muscles will not be saturated in enough creatine to make a difference at the moment. Yeah, it's usually after a month. But I haven't had any grumbles. My brother has grumbled at tummies. And my if friend Dave's had grumbly tons him. Yeah, yeah so they've dropped so. off. So, yeah, that's one from Dave. So the next question comes from Kerry Goodyear. And our Kerry... Is lovely. Is lovely. She's a good year. She's a good person. And she's a good century. <laughs> Not just a year. Anyway, Kerry, she asked the question, is it true that women find it harder to lose fat than men? And what exercises would you recommend for women going through the change? She's obviously referring to the menopause. Oh. So the first bit of that question, Natalie... Is it harder to lose fat if you're a woman than a man? We hold more fat uh, just purely because of the hormones that we have in our body uh, for protection. So we hold more around our stomach, especially the lower part, which is why we always battle to work that lower part of our stomach to protect our reproduction organs and obviously boobies. You don't have to be childish about this. This is a Sorry. very serious podcast now. Sorry. It's not in my remit. So, yeah, we do. We mostly do battle, and that's why we have... We have a more cellulite than men because we have thinner skin, so you can see this. You can see the fatty deposits underneath the skin as well, um, which is great, isn't it, girls? Hey, eh? and then we get to go through the change. Yay! Um, but of course, everyone's different, and you know we will. You, you'll look at some girls, and they're lean, and we're all different. We're all shapes and sizes, so it is relevant to the individual. But generally, yes, it is harder 
for women to lose the fat because we store it a lot easier and a lot more than men. Um, in terms of the change, well, very interesting about that because it's something I think that I'm potentially going through at the moment. Um, and it's not very nice because very tired, achy joints, achy muscles, yeah. um, not recovering quickly enough after workouts. Are you having the hot sweats? Hot sweats of an evening, which is just awful. Luckily, I'm not getting many during the day, but in the evening, definitely. Um, and it is, it's can be food related again you need to watch the alcohol intake sugar intake make sure you're eating good fats so lots of olives and avocados oily fishes which i take a lot of anyway i take a lot of omega-3s i've heard that you can't when you know you're in the, going into the menopause you can't continue the way you have in terms of what you've been eating and drinking. you need to make adjustments you else you're not going to come out of it bit, isn't it that's the hardest bit for us always because we're, we're creatures of habit and what we like is what we like but that's the stage i'm very much at the moment is adjusting things and seeing how i can be better on a daily basis because it's like I said, the aches is quite significant after a workout so you should i think you need to look at things like when you're moving light mobility workouts make sure you warm up properly make sure you're stretching mindfulness is a huge one that's just, huge yeah. yeah you need to sort of and that's something i need to I'm, i've picked up the weights again and i've been doing weights a bit more during the week and i am battling like you wouldn't believe for it i think i just need to regress i need to go back to what i was doing when i was in lockdown which is doing a lot more of the holistic the body balance the yoga the meditation and the stretching alongside what i do on a on a weekly basis in terms of teaching my classes. So you're going to find the right solution for yourself, but it is about just readdressing what it is that you're doing and don't let that be a negative if it's reducing what you're doing because it, it's something that needs to happen at this stage in your life. But yeah. I know it's difficult sometimes for your, for your head to, to agree with that because inside my head I'm still 18, you know. And I don't like to... Sure people would agree with that. Yes, yes. Maybe that was being generous at 18. <laughs> and then bone density. Obviously, we women suffer more from osteoporosis than men, so you need to look at weight-bearing exercises, load-bearing exercises, which doesn't have to be lifting a huge weight. It can be resistance through um, your RPM classes or your group cycle classes. It can be your own body weight and functional exercises, but just load through those joints so yeah. that you're increasing bone density, bone density, and that will help sort of stay off um, osteoporosis. Because that's um, progesterone, isn't it? Because you have a decrease in progesterone going through the menopause, and that's bone, that's the hormone for to do with bone loss, yep. as well as the anti-anxiety yes. hormone, which is why which is, well-being yeah. during the menopause is so, so important key. to have your own time. And that is something I didn't... You know, you hear these things, you really think, yeah, that's whatever. And then it, when it starts to happen to you and you, you feel like odd one day and it's, you think, actually, no, this is what's happening. You get flutters or you get like breathless and it's yeah, that's the for no reason that's the, You haven't got that hormone, progesterone, yeah. at its current, at its normal levels anymore. And remember, that's the, that's the thing that calms you down. So vitamins are key there. as well, you know, yeah. making sure that you get, if you, you know, if you're not adjusting your diet, then make sure that you're getting the right vitamins in. And there's loads on the market. I mean, there's, hundreds you know you can take it all in like as an all-in-one pill or you can take lots of different pills obviously you've got the hrt option as well but again just research and see what it is that's going to work for you and you sent me what was it dr mindy dr mindy yes 
And I've yet to listen to that pod, that podcast yeah. that you sent me, but I am going to listen to it because... Yeah, we will include this podcast in this that you can click onto in the show notes. And Dr. Mindy is basically a specialist in menopause and it's one I found and it's, it's quite short. I think it's on about half an hour, but it's really informative mm. and I think she's really approachable. Yeah. You feel like you know her, Dr. Mindy. And she talks about the menopause and what you can do and how you shouldn't be hard on yourself and just, mm. you know, how your life's... Yeah, it can be quite empowering. Yeah. A lot of people say it's really empowering. But the conclusion to the, going through the menopause and exercising is that I think it was basically 90% of the symptoms, up to 90% of the symptoms can be alleviated yeah. with forms of exercise, even just rotation of your joints yeah. and just basic stretching. But being kind to yourself, I think, yeah. being compassionate to yourself. And having that sleep as well, what you've talked about er, like earlier on. You know, I, I spoke to a member, um, I shan't name names, at the end of a class the other day, now, this is a member who's been coming here for years. And I don't mean three, four, five. I'm talking 15 years. And they've done every class and they used to do classes back to back. And, you know, there wouldn't be a time when they weren't here, come rain, come snow. And she's going through the menopause and she's had to adjust. The problem is, is it's got to the stage where she's so tired and achy and couldn't be bothered that stopped coming completely. Now, that's had an effect on the mental health. So she's had to reevaluate what she's doing. And I said, if you just come in twice a week, it's better than nothing. Yeah. It's you time. It's giving yourself 45 minutes to spend with yourself benef- doing things that are going to benefit you. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, hardcore. It doesn't have to be insanity. It doesn't have to be all this crazy stuff. Just do whatever class it is you're going to do at your level so that you leave the centre or leave the gym feeling refreshed, energised, and happy yeah you know you don't have to walk out of here busted all the time and that's the thing you've got to reset your goals and they, they call it a change for a reason because it really yeah. is a change yeah. but not just in your physical it is your mental yeah and it isn't going to be forever i mean you can't go for, can't go for quite a long time short time everyone's different as mm. you say but it is a change and you've got to prepare for it i don't that's why i believe you can't stay the same as you was before and expect to come out of it and be the same yeah. person again. You do have to change. Got to make yeah, changes, definitely. and that's what it's all about. But um, I've got quite a lot of information on this because we studied it at university a little bit, and I studied it when, when my mum went through it. So, I mean, I'm quite happy to talk to anybody who's, who wants to get some more information on putting together an actual personalised workout routine around their symptoms. Um, mm-hmm. I can certainly do that for you. So, yeah, definitely get in touch with us about that. Wonderful. Okay, the next question comes from... Jane Perks, and I think this leads into what we've just been talking about. Jane asked, any help in losing weight for women of a certain age? Is there anything you want to add to what we've said to Jane? No, I think, again, it's. It, I think it ties in with what you've said about making sure you're sleeping well, making sure you're not eating too late, making sure that your goals are correct where you are at your stage in life so that you can get those results and don't be too hard on yourself if you're not. We all know that it's not one thing that's going to fix a weight loss program is it you, you need to no. do everything it's a combination of things you need to have your exercise right you need to have your food right your sleeping needs to be right your mental health needs to be right because if none of those are right then it's you're not going to get the goals that you want if you're stressed out your cortisol levels go up so you retain fat more you just need to make sure that you've got that balance and it's been difficult you know we've come back from lockdown and people have put weight on and you know things have changed in people's lives and lifestyles have changed but it's just giving yourself some time and having the patience with yourself 
to understand that this is going to be a process weight loss. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen straight away. Yeah. It is a we process. are a society that wants that gratification straight away. Yeah. We've just got to be patient, haven't we? Yeah. As, you know, if you lose a pound a week, you'll keep it off for longer. You know, and sometimes when you start a healthy eating plan or weight loss program, you'll lose a lot of weight in the start and then it slows down. You're like, why, why, why? But you just got to persevere and keep going, keep going with it, keep chipping away at it. Okay. Stop hope... eating biscuits. Sorry. <laughs> I hope that helps, Jane. Next question comes from Crystal. I know Crystal. I did her induction, and she wants to know what are the best best exercises in the gym for getting bigger, rounder glutes. <gasps> Glutamus maximus. So we'll go to you first. What would you suggest straight away? Goblet squats, deep squats. The bands, obviously, you've seen the, the elastic bands, the continuous band that goes around the legs. Oh, clamshell. Uh, clamshell and band I had written down. Oh, a clamshell. Clamshell. It's when you lie on your back and you put the band around your knees and basically it's like you're giving birth. But you're actually, think of a clam opening the shell. Yes. And you do that. Yeah. It's called a clamshell. So there is there is more. When I looked into this, there's actually a lot more than I thought that you can actually yeah. do in this gym. I've got barbell hip thrust. Dumbbell reverse lunge, yep. or just body weight um, lunge, reverse lunge. Sumo squat. Yep. Got the abductor machine. I've got one I do on the Smith machine with a, like a donkey kick, but that's yep. not for the faint-hearted. That's probably for a bit more advanced people. Yeah. Obviously, you've got your classic glute bridge. Yeah. Um, reverse lunge without the dumbbell. Squat, which to me is the king of all. Pelvic bridge on the power plate. There you go. Cable hip abduction. I think you showed me that. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the clamshell. The bird dog. Which I believe is a movement in yoga and things. Okay, we've both gone blank. I'm trying to imagine <laughs> what the bird dog is. It's when you're sort of in a press up position, but you lift your one arm and you and you lift your one of your back legs up. Oh, okay. Uh, wall sitting, yep. which is an isometric exercise, yep. and one that popped up I didn't realise the plank, not immediately associated with glutes. No, but you do switch on all those muscles, don't you? Everything yep. tenses up. So I think that one, a plank would be a nice one after you've done a glute workout. It would yeah. be quite a nice one to do at the end. So there is a huge amount that you can do for your glutes here. And cross-trainer. If you go on the cross-trainer and you go backwards, high resistance backwards. and then... So you can actually go backwards on that? Yeah. I know people do by mistake. No, of course you but can. But actually you will get benefit. Yeah. Okay, every day's a learning day. Well done, Guy. Um, You can actually go back yeah. on it and it is a designated routine. Did you, you calories running backwards than you do forwards? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been going backwards on a skill mill yeah. for my knee pain, which, oh, yeah. by the way, has virtually gone. I don't, I'm not saying it's because of that, but I've done, got a new routine yeah. and I go backwards with some resistance on the skill mill. Which is another good glute one. Which, honestly, my knee pain that's good. has gone. That's my left knee. That is good. And that's been two months now. I've been doing it in oh, two months, done. no knee pain. So I'll keep you apprised of that. Yeah, go definitely on the old cross trainer and then sink low on the cross trainer. So you go down into like a squat position, hold on to the static handles Tools, yeah. and go low and then low. And would you keep your heel down as well? Because you can either Drive go through with your heel, yeah, because you, like, you can activate glutes more if you're driving through your heel, which is why it's key when you're on the leg press is to drive through your heel. If you push on your toes, you're going to hit your calf muscles first. So really lift the toes when you're on the leg press and drive through that hill and you'll activate glutes. You know, we can actually do like a, a half an hour, people booking, come around and we can go around and do all these and show people <laughs> what we call it, the glute session. Glute maximus session. Glutimus minimus, 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 and minimus. <laughs> yeah, so I hope that helps. 
for you. Who was the last person? Who was the last person? Oh, yes. That was Sharon. 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 Oh, as my brother calls her. Crutches, that's lovely. <laughs> oh, no, when somebody got, like, wheels for somebody like John <laughs> on his... You know, love uh, mate John on his wheels. We just got him wheels. OK, any help with getting me back on track with my weight loss journey, please? Yes. I've got a big wet fish and I'm going to come around your house and slap you with it. <laughs> She's got to run away. No, because she, she, she was on a bit of a mission... Yeah. And then COVID hit and everything, yeah. and there's been a few setbacks. Yeah. So what words of encouragement, what do you think she should do? Well, I think Sharon's got it in her locker. She knows what to do. She knows what she needs to do. Uh, but I just think it's been a little bit disheartening. So, again, it's just a case of you wake up in the morning, be realistic with what you can do in that day. Because obviously there's limitations to what she can do. Get yourself in, do the best that you can, and then make sure you have your rest days in between. Because I think that's something that... Yeah. Is, a, is a problem is that you're not resting enough in between so you're yeah. even more fatigued and I know she's having problems with sleep as well yeah. so that's going to impact sleep. so there's all oh, a lot I could literally just should we see if we can fill the sports hall full of beds and we just all come in and have a nap yeah that'd be good yeah I'll bring the chloroform <laughs> <laughs> and the custard creams yeah um, I'd love to do a whole I could do literally just me just talking about sleep for the whole mm. hour on a podcast I could just the things that the public does not know that I think should know why don't they know yeah. That's why I don't understand. Sean, the last question comes from Mark Rowley. Thank you, Mark. And if you know from other social media platforms, you know it's not going to be serious what he asks. But Mark says, is there a way I can sneak onto your premises and use your facility for free whilst not paying my membership? Well, Mark... <laughs> get a job. <laughs> get, a, get a job here. <laughs> get a job here. We could leave the back door open for you. Yeah. Or there's energy matter transference which is beaming technology, but unfortunately you've got to wait around for another 237 years before that comes in. So, Mark, I'm not sure what to do. Or we could just like lock him in. We could, but he'd set off the sensors. Oh, yeah, we've got huge sensors yeah. here, don't we? I should know because I've been locked in here twice now. And set the alarm off. And set the alarm off twice. <laughs> Let's hope Inspiring Healthy Lifestyles doesn't hear about that. <laughs> just think of the work I would have got done. Okay, so that's... Thank you very much, everyone, for your core questions. Um, this is episode nine, by the way, so we've only got one left. <gasps> I mean, it won't be going. We'll still keep the podcast, you know, and yeah. have Christmas ones and everything, but oh, we'll be Christmas. moving Christmas or Christmas. Yes, so we'll definitely do some. So it's our last one next time. I was thinking of the next one. Let's be a bit more radical. For our final, number 10 podcast, I think we should be controversial. I think we should be out there. How about we do a podcast on what we don't like? Oh, don't think. Oh, <laughs> wouldn't you listeners like to day. know what what really annoys us about the fitness industry, about oh, food, about exercise, about members? It? Oh my oh. god! Don't get it. About other stuff, you know. Literally, we could do that. Let's go out with a bang. Oh god! What do you think, listeners? Should we should do that? What we don't like and what we see and what really annoys us and gets us turning into a <laughs> hole. You could get your P forty five, but I could, yeah, I could get a slap. It'd be a giggle. It'd be a giggle. Let us know, members. Definitely let us know what you think. Okay, so thank you very much, married woman Natalie Cadwallader Baker. Thank you very much, single guy. Etchels, oh, that's it. There. Just tell the world, why don't you? Thanks a lot. <laughs> I, I prefer it that way, to be honest. Thank you very much. Okay, and we'll see you for episode 10. 10, when we tell you... What we think. Like. <laughs> what we don't like. Okay, thanks, Natalie. Thanks, guys. 
Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this, please press the like button on our Facebook pages and please share and comment. If you would like to write to us, the email address is chasepod11 at gmail.com. And like we said in today's episode, all the details will be in the show notes. So until next time, stay safe, everyone. This podcast is for information only. Statements and views are not medical advice. Opinions are their own and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by hosts or guests. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a licensed doctor.